The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Next week is will officially mark 25 years since the signing of the Good Friday Agreement. It brought about remarkable change in Northern Ireland following 30 years of conflict. But what about business? How did the signing of the deal uh, ending up affecting Northern Ireland's uh, business standing? Paddy Malone is the PRO of Dundalk Chamber of Commerce uh, right on the border and he joins me on the line now. Also joining me is Peter Hannan of Hannan Meats who has been business in business for over 30 years. He also joins me. So you're both very welcome to the programme. Peter, could I start with you? And maybe you might just tell me three decades is a long time in business. It's also a long time, you know, to 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 look at the impact of the Good Friday Agreement. So um, 25 years, tell us your experience, if you would. Bob, good afternoon. Lovely to speak to you again. Um, yeah, I mean, the 80s, we, we I came up here to Northern Ireland um, for on behalf of Seamus Purcell. I bought him a meat factory in Lurgan in 1982. And I was here for a good share of the 80s. Then we went into business on our own in, in 1989. And yeah, it, 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 it was business with added extras. Um, it was, it was di- difficult. Um, it was very, very different. Um, I mean, when we were only in business a couple of years, when we had all our vans robbed, our premises broken into, we had vans hijacked, um, drivers taken at gunpoint. It was a very, very difficult environment in which to operate. And, you know, what the Good Friday Agreement brought was stability. Yeah. Um, you can't operate in business with unknowns you've got to have both um, political and economic stability and what the good friday agreement um, did for business was it brought profound stability by comparison of what we had um, been living with for many many years beforehand and it just totally transformed it it wasn't an instant hit and um, we had to customize ourselves with it everything had to sort of settle down and settle into yeah. place but in the five subsequent years, um, the, the business environment um, turned absolutely um, head over heels. We were a new tourist destination. A lot of people who wouldn't have come to Belfast, um, and, and understandably so. It was now safe to come. Um, it was a new destination. There was a lot of wonderful things that um, you know nobody had experienced before. So you know all of that just blossoms like one spring. Um, you know the the. Yeah. The, the whole game opened up and it provided a totally different environment in which we were able to operate. Uh, very, very, very well summarised, Peter, and thank you for that. Uh, let's talk to, to Paddy Malone now, the PRO of Dundalk Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Paddy, you've been um, on the on the border there for, for many years, and again, I know you, you, you've got your, your, your feelers out both sides of the border, but you look at things like towns like Newry, and uh, Enniskillen and even Letterkenny, they've all changed hugely, have they not, from a business perspective? Uh, there's no comparison between them at all. I mean, Dundalk was a, um, was ranked as one of the uh, the poorest, along with Letterkenny, of the seven regional centres identified under the original plan back in 2002. Now, oh, that was slightly after the Good Friday Agreement, but it was Bertie's list of the, 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 those towns were going to get... Uh, incentivized. It was no fruit that those were the two towns 
along the border. And a similar situation in the north, which listed Straban and Newry. And I was talking to a colleague of mine uh, last week, uh, Conor Patterson, uh, from Newry, and he was pointing out that unemployment there is 3%, whereas it was 30% at the date of the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. And it's a similar situation in the south. Like, when you come into the dock, one of the first things you see is this huge new industrial estate. And the first one into that was Xerox. And that was directly responsible because Senator George Mitchell, who was chair of the uh, Good Friday Agreement, bringing everybody together, was also chair of Xerox. So it was a direct vote of confidence by an FDI into the dock, which had never, hadn't been seen for a very, very long time. Yeah, and, and even the point Peter made there about the tourism pro- uh, products that are now on offer, you know, all the visitor numbers to the Giants Causeway, people going to the Titanic in Belfast, the Game of Thrones, all that really wonderful yeah, stuff. And, 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 and you have the you have the Cooley Mountains and the Moon Mountains now being opened up, and Carlingford now considered to be a reason to be an accessible uh, tourist destination for a weekend. And Joe Biden so, might even go there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's a strong. Well, he mean there's there's enough photographs in the pubs of Carlingford where he's been before when he was vice president. Uh, so we're we're expecting him again, yes, because I have always referred to him as the the coolie man when I'm talking about the Northern Ireland Protocol, because he that actually was the final thing that put so much stability into the current situation because Brexit did unstabilised the situation. Peter will know that better than I will, dealing with meat of all products. Um, but it, it, it stabilised the whole situation so that we know exactly where we are. And we've been running conferences with Newry over the last seven years. And, you know, the first four of them were, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And it was just the threats of it. Whereas now we're talking about the opportunities of the all-island economy. And organisation that needs to have a huge amount of credit, Bobby, in this area is Intertrade. Um, it's done a tremendous amount of work. It's based in Uri, but it's a 32-county body, and it's yeah. just an incredible organisation. So would you see sort of cooperation along the border where you operate, Paddy, as being, you know, much more seamless now, much more interaction? Now, forget about Brexit, because that's a more recent thing. But in just terms of people getting on with their day-to-day lives... Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. To travel, I mean, people from Newry walk in the dock, people in the dock walk in Newry. You can now know that if you get up, if you, if you travel, it's a 20 minute journey to Newry, um, and you're not going to be stopped by a, an army checkpoint, or you're not going to have a hassle of a, if you're, if you're planning to tr- go from Belfast to Dublin on the Enterprise, you know that the Enterprise will be running on time, and then it's not going to be delayed by a bomb scare or a bomb hoax. I mean, uh, those of us that can remember that, that, that particular, the Enterprise was in a great, great, great feature if it was on time, but you could never rely on it. If I was going to Dublin for a meeting or Belfast, I could never rely on the Enterprise because yeah. it was always on the threat. Uh, so, no, it's, 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 it's as Peter has said, the stability and the ability to be able to organise things and uh, the cooperation that's between North and South now, in that, uh, my, you know, I'm an accountant by profession, my, my clients will think nothing of ringing up somebody in Uri or ringing up somebody in Jordan looking for a product. It's, it's no different. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, and Peter, in terms of the development of your own business, Hannon Meats, over the years, where did you find the major growth? Like, I know you've, you've developed a lot of uh, high-end customers in the London and the UK market, but, but in terms of the indigenous Northern Ireland market, is that where your main uh, growth was? Where we started, because we, we, we always had the, um, the view that 
um, no matter how far away you were travelling, there was no you had no business going there until you'd conquered your own backyard. Yeah. Um, you learn all the lessons, learn all the lessons close to home, and when you have those learned, as I say, you can you can move forward after that. Like it's like Paddy um, said there a moment ago. Theoretically, there's a border there, but it's it's a seamless one. There there isn't a border. I mean, we um we do a lot of business into the south of Ireland now that we didn't um do for many years because, you know, the border, the customs, we had MCAs, um, tariffs to pay. I mean, all sorts of complications and added extras that you didn't need to do. Yeah. Um, after after we conquered um sort of our home territory and and and, and took what business we wanted out of that market. Then we looked into the UK market and the South of Ireland market and one thing, and then we travelled further afield onto the continent and out to Hong Kong and places like that. But you know, it, um, it, it, it's still back to the one thing: when we had stability, people were very happy to come here. People were very happy to make commitments with people who operated here because you didn't have the inconsistencies that you would have had under um, the original set of circumstances where um, you were doing your best to operate, but every Everything wasn't under your own control. Yeah. As Paddy said, if the train isn't on time, you won't book the train. Yeah. And I take it as well, Peter, that, you know, you know, as as somebody who has had a positive and business has had a positive experience generally over 25 years, one would never want to even contemplate going back to the horrors that were and the disruption and the chaos and the pain and suffering and all that was on uh, during the years of the Troubles. That it just, it, it's, a, it's a distant memory for some, but it's, it's a place that one just wouldn't even want to think about no. going back to. Bob, we never will. Um, it wouldn't be tolerated. You know, when it was the norm, when something's the norm, people will accept it and strive to do better. But when you've had what we've enjoyed for the last 25 years, nobody would contemplate going back there. Um, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't be the same. You never strive to go backwards. And certainly, you know, this is a wonderful place. I've lived here for 30-odd years. I've been in business for 30-odd years. And, you know, you've we have the best of everything. We have wonderful people. We have wonderful produce. We have we have everything we need. We just didn't appreciate it for long enough and weren't allowed to. But we've made, in the last 30 years, we have done 50 years of work. That's a high, um, that's and, high yeah. praise indeed from a Kildare man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to call it as you see it, Bob. You know that. <laughs> Paddy, just coming back to you then, um, in terms of, I suppose, where we go next, um, there's going to be a lot of uh, reflection now around 25 years on. Um, would I be right in saying that the business community, to echo Peter's sentiment there, are, are, are pretty positive and upbeat uh, about progress? Yeah, I think it is. I think the ratchet's going in one direction. As Peter says, nobody could contemplate going back to it. Those of us who have a memory of it would we'll, we'll, we'll we'll move heaven and earth not to go back to that. And thank God my, my kids, when I tell them some of the stories, they think I'm making some, well, some of it up or I'm exaggerating. No, business is looking forward, both north and south. We've learned how to cooperate. We've learned how to respect differences. 
it's a different world than it was back in the late 60s when the whole thing kicked off. It's not the same place at all, but Bobby. It's safe enough to say we're not going back there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And finally to you, Peter, then, in terms of when you look forward now, I know Brexit has probably been a bit of a hiccup, but again, that's probably going to sort itself out in time, or would you be an optimist in that regard? Bob, I said, I said on the day that they decided to leave it, the next great leader would bring us back into it. Um, not one single item of it makes um, an iota of sense. Um, it was, it was sold as something that it wasn't. People have now began to realise they were sold a pub. We're in Northern Ireland, you know, we haven't been affected that much because of the Good Friday Agreement, and we still have a foot in both in in, in both parishes. So, you know, we, we're able to continue to move on, as I say, while all of this is getting sorted out. But has been optimistic, not a shadow of a doubt. We'll go back to the party, and we're very, very sorry that we're not still part of it. And I'm anything but political, but. Our politicians need to rattle their heads. They just need to get themselves sorted. They need to accept um, where we are and where we're moving forward to and just get on and get the job done. All right. Well, listen, it's a refreshing debate uh, with two positive people. One, Paddy Malone, PRO from Dundalk Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for joining us. And Peter Hannan of Peter Hannan Meets. Thank you indeed. Uh, really enjoy that conversation. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.